Hey there, hey, welcome to the Tuesday pod of Born to Be a Star, a podcast where you recognize your star power, your ability to accomplish any goals you set for yourself, your ability to get anything done that you set your mind to, and the ability to recognize your sight in the mirror and know that you can. In a world that wants to tell you what you can't do, wants to show you fear and tell you what you should do and always has these grandiose ideas of what your life should be. You're here to recognize you can ignore all of that and decide whatever you want to do and do it. Why do you always have to follow guidelines and follow what someone else is saying? Why? Why is that always a requirement for life? It shouldn't be. You should be able to make whatever decision you want. Granted that it's not against the law, I don't see what the problem is. Today, on the first part of our conversation, no media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed. They lie to us, they lie to us anyway. Inflation, 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 inflation isn't going anywhere. And the fact that Biden doesn't want to actually talk about it is just making it worse. I mean, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. And I hate when people ask him a question and he does not want to answer it. You know, my version of the news is on CNBC in the middle of, like, stock conversations. That's how I watch news. That's the only way I watch it. And typically I miss it because I'm at work. I might catch some of it, like, if I'm watching an episode of Mad Money with Kramer or I'm watching uh, one of the episodes of The Morning Show uh, with Skip later in the day. But I, I typically i am never available for news, so I don't watch it. But, um... I'm just tired of Biden and these other puppets not being realistic. They don't care about the price of things because they're rich. Their version of reality and our version of reality is not the same thing. And I'm not saying I'm poor. I'm not saying I'm not middle class. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when the gas is higher, I'm feeling it because $30 at the gas tank last week on Friday was barely half a tank in my Nissan Rogue. It doesn't matter what car you have, whether it's a 2022 or a 2002, you're going to feel this in a way that's not fun. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, they're creating a situation where they're going, like, Biden is telling the dude in Canada to stop the protest of truckers. There's empty shelves at the grocery store. I said that yesterday. We went to Big Y yesterday on Monday on President's Day and there was empty shelves in Big Y. Now I work in the uh, environment of a stop and shop next to a stop and shop and they have empty shelves. But that's two different grocery stores, two different places, two different locations. And they're running out of inventory. There's signs there that says, we'll be in soon. Do they know when that soon is? No. What they're creating is an environment of crap. And it's just, it's sad. Because the only people that are going to be punished with this is the poor people. Because they're not going to be able to afford to eat. They're not going to be able to afford gas. They're not going to be able to afford anything. And if they thought shit was rough already, it's going to get rougher. And food stamps, great. That's great. But if the food stamps are only going to help you with a certain amount of things in the grocery store. Am I wrong? Because you can't get certain things with a food stamp card. I don't know. I don't get a food stamp card. You know, I, I only think the food stamp card should be giving to 
elderly people that need it that are of a certain age that are on a budget or people that have a disability like they need help from the government I I think it's only those two things I think you shouldn't be able to qualify for food stamps or any other governmental assistance if you can figure out a way to get a job because you're taking away from the people that actually need help and that's not fair that's not okay that's not cool But people do it all the time. They pretend they have a disability and they get social security. And then people that maybe recover or get better and go to work and show that they can do something, those end up being the people that get punished. The government is truly crappy. And the fact that Biden cannot respond to questions about inflation just tells you how important inflation is to him. He doesn't care about that. He'd rather play this game about Putin and Ukraine. Biden. And all you morons in the Democratic Party, you're about to lose it all. And it's fun to watch it happen. Like I said, I'm an independent voter. I voted Green Party. I'll admit that. Why? Because I didn't like Biden. And as much as I like Trump, I knew he wasn't going to win. Why did I know Trump wasn't going to win? Because there's too many of these liberal lunatics out here that want to talk about all this stuff. Not having a grip on money in a correct way with budgeting and and just giving everything to everybody is not going to solve stuff. Like, at some point, we're going to have to get over COVID and we're going to have to live our lives. Like, it's a pandemic and it's here, but it's like the flu. Like, COVID doesn't have anything to do with somebody looking for a job. We've had these deep conversations about how corporate America was changing. Some jobs don't have to go to an office because they don't need to go to an office. We already had that conversation. That was already happening before COVID started. Okay, it was. As someone that works in corporate America, who basically has a partner that works in corporate America, they were going that route anyway. It's disappointing that I can't rely on Biden or any of them for the truth. So it leaves me questioning why I put any effort into caring about anything they're doing. When I'm going to be overpaying for taxes and I'm likely not getting any taxes back because they're just taking all my money all year. Great. Um, Everything, the price is jacked up for the things that I buy on a regular basis because I live in a community. I shop in a community. I'm a part of a community. I work in a community. All these things are important to me. I'm watching the people in my community overpay for things, and I'm overpaying for it with them. It's really upsetting. Not only am I overpaying for it, but my family is. My family, our family, we're the ones getting this negative treatment, and we didn't do anything. Stop creating these ideas that don't make any sense. Tax credit for who you can't get a tax credit if you don't pay taxes i'm sorry there's got to be some sort of connection to reality here and there is not the democratic party is clearly out of their damn minds like and they're going to lose all their power and i can't wait they keep saying they want to pass something uh some sort of legislation for biden before it's too late it's already too late you're not passing anything 
I'm sorry, but it's likely that Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema are not going to want to be a part of you on shit. You want to know why they're not going to go inside with any of you on anything? Because you're all moronic. You're all crazy. And honestly, Kristen Cinema, Kristen Cinema, and Joe Manchin could become independent. I'm glad they're there. As much as I can't stand Joe Manchin sometimes because he's so damn indecisive, and Kristen Cinema is looking for like five different jobs at once. As much as I, I think some of their decisions could be better, I'm happy that they're there to keep them in line. Like, they need someone to hold them accountable and be the adult in the room. Because Nancy Pelosi's not an adult with all her grandiose ideas while California is, like, dying. And um, neither is whatever his name is. Uh, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer is a Schumer. Like, what are you doing? Where's the student loan forgiveness? That needs to be the first thing. And do you know that President Biden could have signed a pen and just get rid of it? Like, he can sign a pen to end the stupid-ass war in Afghanistan, and I'm not going on that binge about Afghanistan. Let me just leave it at this. No one cares about that. We should have left 20 years ago. We should have never been there. We gained nothing from any of that shit. I don't give a shit about the people that helped us in Afghanistan. What did you help us for? There's no way to fix Afghanistan. It was always going to be that. There's no fixing it. Okay? America can't go into other countries and try to fix them. That's not how that works. That's not even democracy. That's insanity. Okay, it's not just one person in the room, America, and America is going to fix everything else. That's not how it works. So failure. Biden and his team are done. And if you don't believe me, watch what I'm talking about. There's going to be many people in that party. They're already starting to retire and leave positions because they know they're not going to win. If you look at some of the results from polls that they have been doing recently, you'll see the majority of Americans that are needed to vote are sick and tired of their shit. They're done. I voted Green Party. I knew Green Party wasn't going to win, but I did not want my name to be involved in Biden. And the next rally, the next go ahead we have, I'm not voting Democratic again, because why would I do that? If I'm voting for them, I'm willingly giving my vote to someone for something that's not going to happen. And it's annoying. Like, I want the United States to be a better place. I'm all about equality and everybody needs a voice. And I believe in that. I truly do. But to be bombarded with a bunch of shit all the time because they want to have all these stupid ass ideas that don't make any sense and punish me, I can't stand that. And it's not just me that feels like that. Democrats, your time is running out. I mean, you're going to lose the House, the Senate, and in 2024, you're not going to be in the presidential White House it's it's all coming to an end so i hope you had fun because it's over and i know you might be thinking how are you making these accusations how did you come to this how did i come to this let me tell you there's democrats retiring they're changing the rules for covid because they sound insane Everything has to be locked down. We need to be wearing masks. They're doing mask mandates, yet the CDC admitted that masks don't actually prevent COVID from happening, right? It doesn't. 
The only way to actually prevent yourself from getting really sick is to get the shot and hold yourself accountable. Maybe don't be around a group of people doing something you're not supposed to be doing. I'm not saying you can't live, but if you're going to have a party or something, maybe do some tests first. I don't even really think the tests work. These people are insane. And everybody knows it. So, Biden, if you don't forgive student loans, you're going to lose, bro. And whoever's going in that office after you is probably going to forgive student loans. And then whoever gets in the office after you that does forgive student loans, watch. I mean, do things that are actually going to make a difference for America, for Americans, for the people that are going to work blue collar, white collar class, get up every day and do their job. Work for us or work for nothing. Your days are coming to an end. So get ready for it. Because no one wants to hear AOC with her shitty promises. No one wants to hear Ashita Tali or whatever the fuck her name is. Or any of these other crappy Democrats or progressives with all their broken promises and their lies. Everyone's sick of Nancy Pelosi. And they want her to be removed from her perch. In 2018, the bitch said she was retiring. But she's not retiring, okay? She was like, I'm going to step down. Do you ever think she's going to step down from power? No, no, she's not. She likes all that money her husband has scammed from Wall Street. Yeah, illegal trading. Yeah, they all need to be cut off. All of them. All of them. Doesn't matter what party, doesn't matter when you start it, you need to be cut off. Like, there needs to be laws for that, and someone needs to create it. I don't know who's going to do it, but they need to. Yep. Moving on to the next part of our conversation... Let's get into something we actually want to talk about. Let us use the month of February as an opportunity to appreciate those who are black history, those who changed it without thought. Let's recognize all they did. I'm so proud of each and every one of them. Thank you. And literally, thank you for real. Um, Today, we're going to talk about Brown versus Board of Education, which challenged school segregation. When white and black students are forced to go to separate schools, Marshall argued in front of the Supreme Court, the highest court in the United States, the separate was not equal. As people who supported segregation believed, part of this case involved an African-American student from Kansas who wanted to go to a white school six blocks from her house instead of riding a bus to a black school more than 10 miles away. The the justices agreed with Marshall and in 1954 school segregation was abolished well isn't that a wonderful thing to learn and I do think that abolishing that at that time has made such a difference for kids growing up in the years to come after that in the years to come from now children don't understand that because they never had to experience it Granted, in some locations, in some situations, you'll be able to recognize what racism is and feel it, but it's totally different. Desegregation happened slowly, but Marshall kept fighting. Then in 1967, President Lyndon B. Johnson appointed him as the first African-American justice to serve in the Supreme Court. How awesome is that? He continued to fight for 
civil rights using the law to protect all people. Unfortunately, he died in um, this January of 1993, but just look at all that he did. He's certainly an amazing part of history, and he's certainly someone that we definitely should look up to and be grateful for. So all I can say is thank you. Next part of our conversation, what's the obsession with L.A.? And by L.A., I mean Los Angeles. Bro, what is the obsession with Los Angeles? Have you actually seen Los Angeles? All the crap that's there, all the homeless people. They have shelters built up with all these like weird fragmented areas. What's the obsession with LA? Like, I'm sorry, I don't get it. And maybe it's just because I'm a New England uh, person and I'm obsessed with the East Coast and I can't imagine living there. I don't know, like, everything costs too much money, and granted, living in the East Coast isn't cheap, but why am I going to spend more money to go there? And I don't know, I don't like the fact that so many Democrats have power in in California. Like, Gavin Newsom is a moron, okay? Nancy Pelosi doesn't know what she's doing. They don't understand money and budgeting at all. They want to induce all these ridiculous things that don't make any sense. They're not thinking smart. I have a problem with that. Like, I can't. I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. I really can't. But, um, I don't get it, right? Why is everyone obsessed with L.A.? And then when you listen to certain people, they want to brag about California. What are you bragging about? Because if we're going to brag about anything, it should probably be New York. At least in New York, I understand why everything costs a lot of money. You're in the city. It makes sense. In L.A., it's like a a reject version of New York with the sun. Like, everything is busy, busy, busy in New York, and everything is go, go, go. And it's fast-paced, and I don't know, maybe it's the fact that I have family in New York, and I grew up, and I spent a lot of summers there, and I, and I know the pace of New York. Maybe that's the reason I like it. And, I, no, that's just part of who I am, New York, New Jersey, that area. Maybe that's why I love it, and that's why I don't ever want to leave East Coast. I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of spoiled with New England. I'll just say that. Maybe that's my problem, and maybe some people from California will think I don't have an open mind, and they can think whatever they want. But I'm, when you come to East Coast and you come to like New England, and you're in the area of uh, Massachusetts or uh, Maine, everything is chill. You're right by the water, man. Like everything is calm. Granted, it's busy, but it's calm, and it's just calm that you can't really find anywhere else. Everything just kind of works. So the obsession with LA, I don't get it. I know everything is fancy pantsy and bright and loud and all these celebrities live in California and they make it seem like it's such a big deal, blah, 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 blah. But I don't, I don't get it. Like literally, why, why do you think you're so much better? Like, I was looking at this show on HGTV, right? I think it was House Hunters. And they were looking for a house in L.A. And just... The quality of the houses, right? And the space in them. 
versus what I'm seeing where I live. It's not the same thing. The square footage of the places, like, we're talking about, like, 1,500 square feet is, like, almost $3,000. We're looking at houses, and the houses are starting at, like, 450 and up for, like, not even two 2,000 square feet. Like, what? Granted, I'm not saying that you're going to find that in New York or, you know, the surrounding areas of New Jersey, of Boston, any of those areas, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut. I'm not saying you're going to find, like, cheap, cheap. But, like, you'll find stuff that that adds up and it is not ridiculous like that. Like, what's the appeal, right? What's the appeal of California? Unless you're in media, right? Unless you have a podcast or trying to be a musician or even if you want to be a designer. But if you're a designer, you don't need to go to California for that. You probably need New York more. I mean, honestly, if you want to be a designer and you want to make a website or you want to be a podcaster or you want to do any of these things, you don't have to go to California for that. You could do that in New York. You could do that in New Jersey. You could do that in Massachusetts. You could do that in Boston. You could do that maybe not in Maine, but you could do that in Connecticut. You could do it in places where you could get to New York fast, right? And you could have like your house in where you actually live not be in New York because a lot of people move from New York to Connecticut during the beginning of COVID because it's, it's a lot of similarities between the two of them, right? Like New England, Long Island Sound, it's kind of all similar. What's the appeal of California? Granted, there's people that are from California that will argue with me and say how great California is. Super. But why am I paying all this money for that? Like an HOA in California, and I'll tell you that the HOAs where I am aren't that cheap. But the HOA in California is even worse. Like, it'd make your head feel like it's going to pop off. What's the appeal of California? I guess you need to go and figure that out. For now... California is going to be sectioned off into the vacation slot, not I want to move their slot. Um, Before I wanted to move to California, um, changing my mind on that. That's a no. Also, I don't like the fact that they have a problem with water. They have a definite issue with um, homeless people, and they haven't figured that out yet. And there's there's just way too many issues there. And they need to they need to figure it out. That's not for me to figure it out. That's for them to figure out. Um, also, they want to claim they got good food there. Well, bro, there's good food in New York, bro. You can go to any corner and find really good pizza and a good hot dog. And, I mean, you can go to the best bagel place you can find. I mean, here it's Brugger's and it's Lockstock. And uh, there's a couple of other great places that make bread. Uh, there's a Doro that has amazing bread. They make it from scratch. Like, there's a lot of good places here that you can find good food. So, if you're looking for it, go find it. Um, to each is their own. If you want to go to California, you want to go explore, you want to go visit, I say go. But be fully aware of the fact that it's not cheap there. And if you're going there thinking that you're going to go to California and be some, like, supermodel, like, famous person, that's likely not going to happen. And people having a mindset that they're going to go to college, California and be a superstar, 
it's not realistic. So be fully aware of reality, thinking that that's something it's not. It's just another state. It's just another town. It's just another city, just like Chicago, just like New York, just like Vegas. Like, these places profit from the city because it brings money. That's what it is. Like, Los Angeles isn't the greatest city to ever exist. It's cool, the weather's nice, but the prices for stuff, ah, I don't know. Teaches their own, though. But L.A. may not be that great. And the Lakers, I don't know how they're doing right now. They're doing eh. Honestly, me and Skip have given up on basketball, so we'll talk to you about that later. Next part of our conversation, laughter is contagious. I really do believe that laughter is contagious. Like, once someone else starts laughing, then I start laughing. Then another person starts laughing. I love laughter. I love jokes and comedy and having fun and just living without thought you know some things don't need to be explained sometimes you don't need to like offer any sort of uh breakdown of something it just is you know like and there's nothing wrong with having fun like so I got this new hair um stylist and his name is Kyle and um he was doing my hair on Sunday and we were having the greatest time we were relishing on sci-fi and we were just having such an amazing time and he started laughing I started laughing then he started laughing again and it was just so great like that's what I mean by contagious like and then we got the other stylist that was there to start laughing with us and it was just an amazing time like I love getting other people to laugh with me. That's so much fun, man. Why can't we do that more? I love when I do that with my mom or with Skip or any sort of family member or anybody like I love, like a friend, like anyone. Like getting an opportunity to laugh and have a good time, that's what life's about. Next part of the conversation outside of, she said that. <laughs> No, he said that. No, she said that. I don't know who said that. Somebody said that. Outside of the laughter and the fun, next part of our conversation, something small can be meaningful. What do I mean by that? Everything doesn't have to be big and grandiose. Granted, I know for Valentine's Day, girls are wanting diamonds, or at least girls I know are wanting diamonds. Like, Granted, I know, like, after a certain point for your birthday, you don't want stupid shit for your birthday. You want something that actually has some meaning and some value. Okay, great. But small things can mean more. Like, sometimes my mom will go to the store and get, like, soda for me and Skip. Or sometimes my mom will, like, give me a book. And it says something about moms and daughters. And... It won't be anything, like, really big or extreme, but just the fact that she took that time to find something to give to me, that means a lot to me. Because she's not going to be here forever, and, I mean, I might not be here forever. And those small moments and those small times when I can say, thank you, Mom, or give her a hug or, or laugh with her and relish on something positive and happy is great. And it's not just with my mom. It could be with my brothers or or skipping. And the rest of our family, it's just these small moments when we have a a little bit of kindness or we're talking about our pets. Or sometimes my puppy will roll over and demand a a pet on his stomach. Or when he wants something, he'll stare at you and stalk. And it's just those small moments where 
it feels like the world stops for a moment and you're just focused on something fun or happy. Sometimes that means more. Birthdays don't mean five million people have to be there. It just means that the people you love have to be there. Christmas doesn't mean that everybody in the whole world has to be there or you're getting five million gifts. It just means that you're surrounded by people you love. That's what these holidays are for, to be with who you love, right? So the small things can mean as much as the big things. And family is everything. So I'm just so grateful for my family, for the fact that not only do I have my own brothers, but I get to share Skip's family and he gets to share mine. Like, it works. Like, I found somebody I can grow old and gray with. I found my forever and he found his forever. We found it in each other. The small things. I buy him lunch, he buys me lunch. I buy dinner, he buys something special for me. Or I buy him, like, some cool, like, socks or whatever. Little things that don't really mean anything. Just to let him know, like, I see you. Or he'll buy something for me like that. It's just a little recognition. Like, that's what I mean. If you're lucky enough to have somebody special in your life. Or a family member you love. Being kind... And being happy and being that way can mean even more than you thought. And I dare you to do it. I dare you. Next part of our conversation. Do you think that it's easier to be unhappy and miserable than to relish in happy? Looking back on the last couple of years for myself, right? And looking back into the past. I found that some of some of the friendships I've had that I thought were friendships for a different reason were only a friendship because we were talking about negative things. Like things we didn't like or people we didn't like. Granted, I think I have friends that I've been friends with for a while that we've been through a lot of trials and tribulations with together. But when I look at some of the relationships that I thought meant more than they did, all I'm faced to recognize is that they didn't mean that, what I thought. It's important that we don't get so stuck on negativity and unhappiness and being bitter and upset and looking for approval from the world we can't get approval from the world you can't live your life based on what somebody's going to think and I think I have a tendency to always crawl back into that like is this okay do you like this looking for approval when I when I don't need it like I'm not a child I'm not a little girl I don't need my parents to okay what I'm doing I'm a grown woman like like in, in a different sense like I don't live with my parents I haven't lived with my parents for a long time I moved out of living with my parents when I was 19 years old. Granted, I was in college, but I just figured it out on my own. I'm not saying it was the easiest thing to do, but I did it. I think being an adult means you figure out your life. Not everybody does it like that, but that's my perception of that. My family and and the people and the generations of my family worked very hard to give me a life that I can do what I'm doing with. And I see that as an opportunity for me to utilize my skills and flourish with them. But it's so easy sometimes to get caught up in the negativity and the ugliness of a situation and just get 
surrounded by the the bad and the darkness of that and to just consume it. But sometimes you just have to let that stuff go. Like now I don't argue with people. Now I don't I don't want to fight. Instead of instead of me getting angry, like you don't deserve my angriness. Honestly, you don't deserve my time. Like you don't matter enough for me to care. And I'm not saying that trying to be deceitful or rude. I'm saying that being completely honest. Like no one should matter to you that much that you're letting them destroy your happiness. No one matters enough for someone to destroy how you feel about yourself or anything else. And you can't give people power that they don't deserve. It's very easy for people to get caught up in relationships and things thinking that they have to do one thing versus another. No, you don't have to do anything. I wasted way too much time doing that. And it's not worth it. They don't deserve it. You don't deserve the pain or the, the, the after effect of that. It's not worth it. You can do far better on your own and figure it out on your own than willingly adapting yourself to something that's internally destroying you. Negativity is hard. It's hard to find a reason to complain. Sometimes I wake up, and typically when I wake up, it's with an alarm, but sometimes I just wake up and I'll look over to the left or right, and I'm the first thing I see is Benny. Then the next thing I see is John or Skip. And right away, I recognize how I can make my day happy. Right away. Without thought. So there's that. And I'm going to do a better job of being happy. And I dare you to do the same thing. Because negativity takes too much time and effort. Like, you can't spend your time hating people. They don't deserve your time. People want to be hated. They want to be remembered. And they want to be on your radar. And you know what you could do with those people? Let them go. Let it all go. Release them from your consciousness. You're free. You don't have any shackles. You don't have to do anything for anybody. You don't owe anybody anything. You don't. Just because you said you were going to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Or just because someone said they were going to do something for you doesn't mean they have to do it either. Like, either you're in my, you're a friend with me for a reason or you're here for a season. And if you're here for a season, bye. Because the next season's coming and I'm good. You get to a point in your life where you don't need that anymore. So, there's that. I dare you to find the happiness and relish in it with me. Next part of our conversation, do we need football accessories? I mean, the Super Bowl just ended, but do we want Super Bowl accessories? I kind of wanted like a shirt or a hat for LA because I like the yellow and now my hair is blonde, so I feel like it would really look cute, Uh, but I don't know, like... I'm not I'm not an LA fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. But we'll see what happens. I really think the only reason you would need something like that is because 
you like the team. Like, if you don't like the team, I don't think you're going to be into it. And some people's reaction for the Super Bowl this year was kind of anti-football. They were like, I'm not interested in it. And it's kind of like, okay, got it. But... Does that mean that you can't like it? See what I'm saying? Like, I like the colors, and I wore yellow to the Super Bowl. Did I know that L.A. was going to win? No, I honestly, I thought the other team was going to win. I think you can like whatever you like. Doesn't mean you love it. I'm a Cowboys fan by heart, but honestly, I'm just looking at football for fantasy. That's the only reason I'm on a team with Skip, and I'm trying to win. That's it. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Outside of that, I don't really care. Like, why don't I care anymore? Because when I'm watching games for all the time the game is on and I'm getting, like, emotionally involved and then they start doing dumb stuff, then I start to get upset and angry. And there's no point of me getting upset and angry. Like, and I'm not going to spend all that time watching games. I used to watch basketball and I used to get upset with the Celtics because you know what they be doing. Sometimes they do things correct and then sometimes they don't. But it's just a game. It's just a sport. Can't get mad. I'm excited about the fact that golf is coming back on and I'm back. I'm ready to get back into tennis. Like, love it. I love golf. So for me, cannot wait. I'm upset that I'm not working, you know, from home at the beginning of the season like I was last year. So I'm going to miss some of the games. That part's upsetting. But I can always just DVR it and watch it when I get home from work. So yay. And I got the weekends. So I'll figure it out. It'll work out. Next part of our conversation. Shows you never get tired of watching. Yesterday, we talked about Spongebob and how Spongebob has adapted and grown. Today, we're going to talk about Murder, She Wrote. I talk about Murder, She Wrote all the time because I basically watch it every night before I go to sleep. In fact, I go to sleep watching Murder, She Wrote. Um, Murder, She Wrote was created a long time ago. Um, They haven't been able to recreate it, uh, likely because Angela Langsbury is the only one that could do that show unless they want to find someone else that has similar tendencies of her maybe the lady from award tea garden would be a good replica uh no she wouldn't never mind um the show is just so enjoyable because her character is like just a normal person granted she's an author she's a teacher she's like somebody who has money like you know she's an experienced like middle-aged woman and you know like she's just living her life right she's retired from teaching at a high school, but then her nephew Grady gets her involved in becoming a, an author, and then from there she she finds her other calling, and it's it's just very fun and interesting to watch her solve mysteries and figure out who the bad guy is. As someone that loves mysteries, the reason I love mysteries is Murder She Wrote. I started watching it on Hulu, then I figured out it came on um, Hallmark Channel. And ever since I figured out it came on Hallmark Channel, I mean, that's what I'm watching. Like, it's 11 o'clock at night, and I can't watch anything else once 11 o'clock comes because I want to watch Murder, She Wrote. I love the character development. I like in some uh, in some episodes, it's in Cabot Cove, Maine, where she resides, where she lives. Some episodes are in New York, and then some episodes she's going on a trip for like a book tour or she's going to visit somebody and there always ends up being a murder and she always ends up solving it. I I think they did a great job creating that show and I think that's definitely a show that we're always going to remember and we're always going to go back to. It's definitely going to be something I'm going to be watching 
for a long time. And once we start to have kids, I'm going to introduce the kids to it too. And I'm hoping that the kids are going to like it just like I do. Murder, She Wrote is definitely something you got to look at. Next part of our conversation. Home theaters can be better than the movie theater. We've talked about that previously. When it comes to the movie theater, granted, I'm going to go see the new Batman. I don't know how this is going to go. Fingers crossed that it's okay. I'm hoping that it's not really shitty. Um, I'm really hoping. Um, I like um, what's his name. So I really am excited about that. Okay. I'm really, I'm really hoping that this is going to be an amazing Batman movie. Some of the characters, I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, but I'm trying to stay away from Google. I'm trying to stay away from any social media platforms. I don't want to ruin it. I just want to go see it. When I go to see movies like Batman and things like that, I don't want to be, I don't want to have any acknowledgement of what's going on with the actors or anything. I just want to see it. I don't want to ruin it because once it's ruined, then I can't watch it. Okay. Let's not lie. Like that's how I feel. I don't know how you feel, but that's how I feel. Um, it's upsetting, but who knows? And also, having your home movie theater, we're buying prop. We're looking at property right now, right? So my goal is I want to buy a property that has a finished basement, so I can make the basement a movie theater, right? I want to get a projector screen, and I want to be able to connect that to my laptop or some device, so we could play movies on it, and. Uh, I really want to create an environment uh, for me and Skip and our and our kids once we start to have them that feels like they're home and they're comfortable and they have an oasis. And that's what a home theater is. It's an oasis. You can make your own popcorn. You can have whatever drink you want. We can get a cool like Coca-Cola machine or something or we could use like the soda stream and get different flavors of the soda streams. And it could literally be our own oasis. And that's what it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be something where you feel like Anything is possible. And that's what you want it to feel like. And that's what it should feel like. So, I'm on board for home theaters. Because I think not only can you save money having a home theater, but you can save time. You can save yourself a headache of a parking lot at a movie theater. Or just basically any of these emotions. And you can just enjoy yourself in your own home. No shoes on with some socks and and have a good time. There's nothing wrong with binge watching stuff at home. And I used to go to the movies all the time, but there haven't really been movies or a reason for us to go to the movies all the time because the movies aren't that great. And I'm a person that loves the movies, but I'm not going to lie to you. If the movies aren't worth going to the movies to see, they're not worth going to the movies to see, right? Like we're not just going to spend $50 at a time to go to the movies if it's not worth it. I'm not doing that. I'm definitely no skippers in doing that either. Next part of our conversation. Okay. Season two of All of Us Are Dead is coming on Netflix. It's been confirmed. I can't wait to see it. The ending of All of Us Are Dead. Uh, it kind of felt like seriously, like really, I feel like with zombie shows, they all kind of end like that. Like they end with you wanting more and they live, they end with like an opening of, okay, so 
what just happened. That's kind of how the ending of All of Us Are Dead felt. I'm not really going to go into like deep detail because I don't want to ruin it for you. But I feel like a lot could have happened, right? Like, it just kind of went off. Like, I understood what happened, but I wanted more to happen with the after effects of them being stuck at that school. And there wasn't a lot there with that. Maybe there's more that's going to happen in the next season. I. I kind of think I know where they're going to go with the next season. But really, I guess I have no idea. So I'm kind of just going to wait and see, I guess. I really liked All of Us Are Dead. I like what they're doing with the Korean like shows or, or how they're using characters that aren't American. And I like what they're doing with that. And, and I really enjoyed that show. Skip liked it too. It's definitely on our list of um, We Give You The Review. We're probably going to be talking about that in our episode of We Give You The Review. Um for the week whenever we get to that and um i definitely think it's a great show i love seeing shows that aren't just from america or another country i like seeing things that represent south korean or korean or chinese or any of any of those places i I told you how i feel about the chinese americans that live in america like i love i love their culture i love their food i love what they love uh, I respect everything that they're a part of and and all I can do is learn and grow and learn and grow and and love it and I and I want to continue to do that. I I do think that All of Us Are Dead was a great example of that. There's been some amazing they've been doing a lot of good work in that area and I just hope Netflix continues to do that. Hope they continue to come out with things that that aren't just ordinary, right? I I want more of that. Great job. Hopefully, the next season of All of Us Are Dead. I don't... You know how they do, like, with zombie shit... With zombies. But these zombies aren't like the Walking Dead zombies. So, we're going to have to wait and see how these zombies develop, I guess. So... I don't know when they're coming out with the next season of it, but I'm thinking it's soon. Maybe a little bit of time. It'll be back. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Next part of our conversation. Why we hate the Olympics. Why we hate the Olympics? Because it's propaganda, okay? It's a bunch of propaganda. I'm sorry, but the people that are athletes that are representing the different countries, they're getting paid massive amounts of monies. They have agreements with these, like, platforms that are Nike and all this stuff. They're getting paid millions of dollars. So for them to complain about their job and act like they have mental health issues and act like all these things, I'm not saying that people can't have emotions and they can't have bad days. They can. But these people aren't ordinary people they have all these skills and they're treated that way they're giving millions of dollars like how do you want sympathy and what kind of sympathy are you expecting because while i understand that you might not be having a good day or mentally you might be having a breakdown you still have to also figure out a way to do your job too 
The reason I'm not supporting Olympics and I don't want to have anything to do with it isn't because I don't like the actual sports that exist in Olympics. Because I love snowboarding. I love all the sports that they have that's involved with Olympics. I, I really like the, the sports. I like everything that's involved with it. I don't like what it, it represents. And I'm not going to be a part of that. I don't, I don't like that part of it. I'm not with the culture of it. I don't like the propaganda involved in it. And I'm just staying away from it. So for me... No. If you decide you want to watch it, good for you. Personally, I'm staying away from it. They want to play it at work. They can do whatever they want. I'm not going to tell anybody not to like it. Personally, I'm good. It's far too much for me to watch anyways. Um, to each is their own. I don't like to p- tell people what to do. I'm just voicing my opinion about why we, and by we I mean me, Skip, and a lot of other people in our family do not want to watch that. And we don't want to partake in it. We have reasons we don't want to do it. Basically, it's the propaganda. And we're not going to change our idea. We're not going to change how we feel. We're going to stick with it. And that's it. So, next. Next part of our conversation. Cheese pizza. But nothing on it. It seems to be loved. Especially in our household. Skip loves cheese pizza. So does Michelle. Uh... Honestly, I like cheese pizza. Uh, I don't have anything against it. Personally, I like a little more flavor on it, but sometimes you just want plain, and there's nothing wrong with plain. Where do you get the best cheese pizza from? Where we live, Park Lane. Uh, where else? I guess Pizza Hut, but they took all the Pizza Huts away now, so I don't know. I would say Papa John's, but I don't know what's going on with Papa John's. Sometimes they're okay. Sometimes they're not. They're claiming they don't have enough drivers. What's going on with that? Now Domino's is giving you $3 to pick up the pizza. Isn't the entire point of that that I don't have to go pick it up? I don't know, man. I do like cheese pizza, but ordering pizza is becoming really eh. Air frying onion rings. Air frying onion rings give another texture to the onion rings that make them taste amazing. Also, it's probably better than deep frying because you're not consuming all the oil when you're eating the onion rings i definitely recommend air frying the onion rings hopefully you've gotten one of those air fryer recipe books that i told you about so you can explore how to make a lot of different things including onion rings that should definitely be on the list of things you're going to air fry mom has an air fryer and i told her to put some onion rings in there and try it i hope she did cutting carbs is a process it is a process It's really easy for me to be like, we're not going to eat this, we're not going to eat that, we're not going to eat this. And then I go against it and I do it anyway. I'm not saying that I can't just not have it. I'm saying that you have to be really careful, right? You do. You have to be... Benner, I'm trying to do a podcast. They don't want to hear you talking. Everybody say hi to Benny. He is in the middle of the podcast. Yep. As always, the center of attention is Benny. We should be eating less bread. Yes, we should be eating carb-free pasta. If you want carb-free pasta, I told you about the Wholesome Provisions. It's a website where you get pasta that doesn't have, like, any carbohydrates in it. Granted, the sodium might be higher. Or just make the pasta yourself. Get an attachment for the... um, KitchenAid and make your own pasta and and just put vegetables in it. I mean, I really feel like that's what I'm going to start doing. Like, I'm, I really need to get back to eating, like, vegan as well as different things because I, I don't want to be consumed with 
pasta and carbohydrates in bread. And there's a way you can make bread that ha- is carb-free. And I, that's why I wanted to get a bread machine. When we get a bigger house, I really want to take the time to do things better and make better decisions. And I'm going to do that. But it's all a process. It's not going to happen overnight. This isn't going to happen in a day. This is going to take weeks and months. And it's going to take time. And you got to be better about it. That's what I'm saying. When do you update your kitchen table? I think you update your kitchen table when you want to do something different with your dining room. I think you update your kitchen table if maybe you're moving to a bigger space and you don't know what's going to be there. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the space you're you're utilizing and, and how you want the table to be placed. Our dining room table is, is a nice size dining room table. Not all the chairs are used because there's just the two of us for now. And um, so one of the chairs isn't used and the other chair is basically used to hold a bunch of crap in it that probably needs to be cleaned, but we're not going to get into that right now. Honestly, I say get a new dining room table. Maybe when the one you have starts to look a little dingy or you want another vibe to your dining room. Like... Maybe you don't want oak anymore. Maybe you want black. Maybe you want blue. Maybe you want a different kind of wood. Maybe you want something different. Depending on what you want, that's how you decide when you want to update your table. And I think it's the, it's all when you want to make that decision. You shouldn't have anybody rush you into making that decision. You have to make that decision. That's what I'm saying. Next part of our conversation. The need for popcorn machines. We need popcorn machines if we're going to have home movie theaters. And we also need popcorn machines because who doesn't love popcorn? Popcorn is one of my most favorite snacks. Pour your own butter over it. You can do basically whatever you want with your own popcorn machine. Honestly, I don't like the popcorn in the bag. And I got rid of our, we got rid of our microwave. So we need a popcorn machine because that's really the only way we can make popcorn. So we definitely need to get one. And I've been seeing that for a while and I still haven't made the time or effort to go get it. I really need to go on a target at some point. Probably just we can just buy one. Next part of our conversation. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Don't forget how beautiful you are. Don't forget how handsome you are. Don't forget if you put your mind to something, you can do it. This is just another time, another opportunity for you to recognize your star power, to look in the mirror and look at your reflection. Look at everything you've done and everything you're going to do next. When someone tells you that you can't, know you can. When someone tries to put fear into your head, relinquish it. Fear is just a word that starts with an F and ends with an R. Living starts with an L and ends with a G. Figure out a way to use that instead of the other one. It's been a wonderful Tuesday. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk to you. And I will talk to you tomorrow uh, on another day and another opportunity. It's hump day. God, the week goes by fast. Wow. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in as always to Born Star, Born Star, Born Star. Will you recognize, will you recognize you're a star? Because you are a star wherever you are.